I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time for the first round of the FA Cup with quite a few non-league teams in. The FA Trophy has been drawn and we're going to talk about some headbutting, aren't we, Pete? Uh, This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. The Premier Non-League Podcast. Episode 23 of the Premier Non-League podcast starts now. Trev, Gareth, he's in his hotel room somewhere in the middle of the country, but he's got his 3G signal sorted. Um, You're probably closer to um, Chris than we've all ever been right now. So uh, Chris is uh, coming in from the northeast. And Pete's managed to sort his microphone out. We can hear his dulcet tones. Uh, Gentlemen, how are we all doing? Very well, thank you. We all good. Got got the heating on yet or are we keeping it off a bit longer? Oh, Oh, yeah. Got it on? No, I haven't turned it on yet. I've blasted it when we got back from our holiday, but I was like, no, I've kept it off ever since because it just was depressing when, isn't it? The time of year, the nights are drawing in quicker and it's all cold and you go out and put your rubbish out and it's freezing and you're like, oh. And then we're going to get used to those nice uh, nighttime terraces, aren't we? Soon, very soon, Tuesday night under the lights, um, breathing hot air out. Well, that's always hot air with me, but it's going to be nice and cold, but the winter is coming. That's the um, truest thing you've ever said, James. It is, yeah. It's always hot air with me, isn't it? You know, you know. Um, guys, um, what have we been up to the past couple of, well, three weeks, actually, because uh, half of us couldn't be asked to turn up last week, could you guys? And I'm not one of them for once. No comment. Well, <laughs> I, I heard Trevor had a Harry Potter costume on. He was prancing around some woods in the north of England, like, pretending to like cast wizards on things with his kids, weren't you, Trevor? Yeah, ironically, on a Tuesday night, close to where Barnet were actually playing, and I wasn't actually there. I'm surprised you didn't just say to the girls, like, do you go into the woods for a couple of hours and play Harry Potter, and I'll go down the road and watch uh, Barnet play? And that would hardly be good parenting, would it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just something that I, I'm a football fan, like, uh, you, you, you'd be surprised they wouldn't do, because I thought, perfect opportunity. I thought, oh, is he gonna, he's going to, he's tagged himself there, he's tagged the Barnet up there, um, he's going to, he's going to, do the Harry Potter thing, get them in and out very quickly, and then go quickly down the road to Barnet. But it wasn't to be. No, it would have been the other way around actually, because we weren't. We think we weren't um, booked in to go until half nine. So, like, well, that was late. You know, if kickoff had been something silly, like quarter past seven or seven o'clock, then yeah, I probably could have done that. But race through, cool. race through the Greater Manchester traffic into the woodlands of Chester or Cheshire, <laughs> wherever it was. But um, a, a mixed uh, sort of. I guess three weeks. It's like, Chris, you've not been too pleased of South Shields' performance as of late. Uh, I know we were texting, like, because we were praying and we were hoping that you guys could have done us a favour. You could have kept yourselves in the trophy till we could draw Northern sides and we could have actually used it as an excuse to see Worthing versus South Shields. But Christ, mate, you'd go to go on penalties to Marine. What's going on there? Um, Can't score goals. Can't seem to score goals. Signed Cedric Main from FC United of Manchester, who clearly, on 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 first view, isn't a clinical finisher. So we've got forwards who cause problems, but don't seem to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. And then ultimately, if you want to win a football match, you've got to at least put the ball in the net once. It's um. It, do you think you're having your bit of a bad run of affairs now? Do you think this is what, what the time is? Are you happy it's now? Or do, yeah. Do you think- um, if it is our bad run of the season, yes, absolutely delighted. Um, yeah. But I, there'll probably be another one. Um, let's just say October has been a mixed month for South Shields. Um, from the sublime to the ridiculous, really. Um, Dunking off with, with a, a tedious draw at Nantwich, a shocker of a defeat at Bamba Bridge. Uh, a home defeat to Baseford when should have won 3 1. Then a magnificent um, derby win against Morpeth Town, followed up by a tremendous away victory at the league leaders, Matlock. Um, and then it all comes crashing down at home to Buxton um, when it was a tale of two howl, well, uh, three howlers. Um, 
first howler by the Buxton goalkeeper, who then hands it hand, hands the ball to our centre forward, who then makes a howler by hitting the post when he was easier to score. And then our assistant player manager, John Shaw, made a howler at the back, and then they took their chance from it. So um, a pretty mixed October, pretty um, kind of just capped off with a defeat in the trophy to Marine. Um, we didn't commentate on that. We, Ronnie and I were, had things to do, and thankfully we didn't go because it wasn't a very good spectacle by all accounts. The highlights package on YouTube was all of five minutes. It's including the penalties. So um, mixed, mixed affair. But um, from what, from what I know, Marina in the league below you, aren't they? Yeah, they're having a pretty good season. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. They got the, the third round of the FA Cup last year. Yeah, they, yeah. they like they like a cup. They like a cup by the looks of it, or a trophy, yeah, as we yeah. say. But they're not a bad side. No, um, I mean you say they, you say though in the table, like you say you lost to Buxton and stuff, but you're still sitting pretty in second. And Buxton have got, ooh. but I mean Buxton have got three games in in advance. Yeah. Uh, they got three games in hand over Matlock and you guys. So in theory, that's a top of the table clash if they win all those three. So to be honest, mm. to win one of those and lose one of those is not awful, is it? I mean, I, I know you don't want to lose no, any no, matches. Not awful, but we should have beaten Buxton. We were the yeah. better side on the day. Um, just not clinical. When I said this on the Mariners podcast last week, um, just the forwards have been so wasteful. Some of the misses, some of the chances they've missed have been bordering on the criminal, really. If, mm. if we're taking just half of the sitters we've missed, we'll be three to six points clear at the top of the table. So, you know, it's, it, we've had a bad run, yeah. but there's only really been one bad performance. Yeah. Um, it- everything else is just not putting chances away do you know what it sounds like uh, I'm sure Pete can agree it sounds like a certain team in uh, red at the start of the season that uh, we might be quite favourable of because uh, you know some are not putting shots away like sitters and you know you're right in front of goal and they muck around fit the edge of the area rather than shooting or something like that but it's it's one of those things that fingers crossed it is a little blip you know each team will have them no matter what it's very rare that a team has a season without a blip Um, but it's just I guess, are you, are you gutted that you're not in any of the cups anymore? Because, I mean, although I know you would take promotion over any mm. of those, but, you know, a little run. And I think I can't help but look at Hornchurch, who made the final last year, who played in the same mm. league as us. And I think, you know, we're very disappointed down here in Worthing with the FA Cup and, you know, getting knocked out in such rubbish fashion to uh, Corinthians. It was uh, pretty awful. But, like, you know, the fact we beat Chelsea at the weekend, which we'll go on to in a bit, and we're in the next draw of the hat. It's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. The cup run is nice, but um, am I disappointed that we're out? No, not at all. Um, Focus really, on the league, the famous saying. Yeah, it's a real, this season for South Shields Football Club with its full-time mm. status, with the setup that it's got, the new stand, you know, nearing completion, everything's in place for it to be at least in National League North mm. and promotion is everything. It, no. it, it, it is everything. If the club, if South Shields don't get promoted to the National League North this season, there is trouble at mill do you reckon um, why is is that the expenditure or like you um, just think fan unrest or well i'm not to say fan unrest just uh, it's just the whole a club that is fully professional shouldn't be playing northern premier league football Mm -hmm. it's fully professional so um the club has to be in national league north no, we should be, you know, we, we can go on and on about it, but um, there's been a lot of talk in the northeast but among South Shields supporters and probably supporters of other clubs that South Shields have gone full-time a division early. And there's kudos in that. Um, mm. But really, now is the time where there are no cup games to fit in because we got knocked out of the Durham Challenge Cup as well by Sunderland under-23s. Okay. Um, there are no cups now there are no midweek games until february is there no league um, trophy in uh northern premier normally there's the there's, there's normally the league cup but they're not playing it this they didn't play it last year they're not playing it this year and actually okay. it, it, it's worthless it costs yeah. money to take part really i so, wish we didn't have to do it down here but apparently it's yeah. still going ahead um no we're not doing it so it's an opportunity for the professional model to take effect i.e mm-hmm train every day mm-hmm. when obviously you're playing midweek matches you're having you know um rest days and things now is the time when 
the professional model really should come into its own. And if you look looking at November's league fix, there's only three league games in November, um, all very, very, very winnable. And in fact, the three fixtures where if you want to win leagues, you win them all. Really. Yeah. Um, so. Any other surprises in the Northern Premier right now that you're, you know, you're keeping on, or is it much of a muchness as you said yeah. last time? I'm still impressed with how Bamba Bridge have started. They, 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 they've always played attractive football. They've always been good to watch. Um, I've enjoyed all the different games against Bamba Bridge over the last four years. Um, they've made some astute signings. The signing of uh, Finn Sinclair Smith from FC United and Manchester was a, a very, very good one. He is a very quick of feet, rapid, quick of thought, and as a a class act. So he's just embellished them, really. So Bamba Bridge are doing well. Um, the fact that Matlock and Buxton are up there with South Shields is no surprise because they're big spenders. They've made some astute signings. I mean, the lad um, Diego de Girolamo, who was at, uh, at Buxton, um, a very, very good striker. So there's good... There's good Good players make no mistake. So there's not mm-hmm. a lot of surprise. I suppose the biggest surprise everybody would say is FC United. They've really struggled this year. Um, they've had a bit of a clear out. So is it a time for them to reset? We've had a discussion thinking, well, FC United and Manchester was a football club um, created on the back of the Glazers takeover at Manchester United. That's all gone quiet. And is the club itself, is FC United and Manchester with its constitution, is it viable in the next five years? The answer is probably yes. Um, but there's, they are struggling, FC United. And um, I, I don't really see at the moment which direction they're going to be going either way. But the fact that they are so low in the league is a surprise. Is this the highest they've been in the... National, no, no. maybe national north national north yeah uh, yeah okay yeah because it's one of those things you, you just uh is it one of the teams that you're quite happy to see screw up like you yeah. you quite you, you quite like me fc united i like fc united um yeah. i've been there uh, it's a good club i got a nice well, ground good. haven't they good ground and that's one of the problems they've got a fantastic ground cost the money to, to to get and um there's only two sides of the ground actually open which is still a big enough capacity. Uh, but I think they've plateaued. Are the rest of the stands not built or has it just been they're sort built, of, they're, yeah. they're mothballed sort of thing like that? Yeah, mothballed. I, I think they've probably found their level um, mm. now with the fan base they have. It's, it's difficult for them to grow that. So and I think they've probably found their level now. Yeah. Um, with the current model that they have. They're a yeah. non-profit making organisation. So mm. I think it's probably where they're, they're there about where they where they're going to be. Well, it's quite funny because obviously, um, you've you, you say you've only got three fixtures this month, but for us down on the south coast, we've got quite a lot of fixtures coming up because we've mm. had to start start to have the pile up, and obviously the cup fixtures will be congested. So, um, Pete, you you're quite happy with uh, Worthing's performances. You did say on our podcast you thought, uh, was it four wins out of four? We got three out of four with one draw against top side, uh, Enfield. So it was it's it's been quite a good month for us Rebels down on the south coast, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. And obviously, I'm the guru. Uh, you know, everyone was saying we'll only, if we won two and lost one, that would be good or whatever. But no, I was, uh, yeah, the, the t- it's, it's a good team we've got. You know, the classic against Lewis, the 5 4. That was good. Enfield away 2 2, first team to take any points from there. Uh, went to Kingstonian, who were top of the table. Um, took the points away from their first team to do that. So yeah, yeah, we've had a we've had a good month all in all, and obviously the the win against Merson last week. And uh, next three round of the cup with Chertsey, which to be fair, as we watched, it wasn't a classic, uh-huh. was it? It wasn't wasn't a classic, but it was a cup football game. We were down to ten men in the first half, and we managed to score two goals with ten men. So quite quite pleased to get away from that ground because it was it was a bit of a. Uh, I mean, my mate Dave on the pitch rolling around like he'd been shot dead and everything like that. You know, proper milking it, gamesmanship. It was, there. It was it was it was Gary. Gary, that was it, not Dave. Well, it sounds like a Dave or a Gary. It's a Dave or a Gary, isn't it? But Gary, he was um, it was quite funny, wasn't it, when I shouted down to him, I'll stop being a wuss and he turned around and laughed. So he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, but you know, those players. But um, 
it's it's an exciting time because we're sitting pretty at the top. Obviously, my my stressful, my stressiness of uh, August um, fixtures and us not doing too well sort of gone completely out the window. Year of little faith in myself, but Pete sort of got me around and thinking, actually, we are doing really well at the moment. And it's nice to see, but it's a hell of a long way to go. As I'm sure Chris can agree with the same. I guess you could probably say, apart from you being professional, we're probably in a similar sort of guise to you guys with Worthing on the South Coast, South Shields and the Northern Premier. That's the sort of same sort of... Uh, set up you know good good owner you know good ground Mm -hmm. good facilities in the same position as we had the last two or three seasons with the pandemic so it's good to see us both up there you know we've played 12 games we've got a long way to go got long months and some very tomorrow night tuesday we're playing wingate and finch which is in london it's barnet barnet territory isn't it trevor that sort of area um a nice little drive and you know these are when the matches start really counting when you go into the middle of nowhere in the middle of the week and trying to get those results, which are the ones that count. Ironically, I mean, it's absolutely right. South Shields have played 17 league games and, um, you know, it's more than a third of the way through the season already. And uh, there, are, there are no midweek games now until February. Um, and that that's the only midweek game we've got, mm. um, which is a way to mark with the local derby. So there's no real problem there. Um, the only other midweek game we have is Easter Monday. Yeah. So... You know, do they plan that because of the weather up north? Like, obviously, traditionally, the weather is a lot worse up north than it is down south, and like, you know, to prevent call offs. Because it's weird because we start, we now start going into all the sort of Tuesday night games over the winter down in the south in the sun, you know, so Ismian. I think what they've done is they maybe have thought we might get another winter lockdown. Mm. Um, and so they've, they've kind of um, shoehorned all these fixtures in top heavy. Yeah. Um, and so now, because South Shields are out of the FA Trophy, they, they have no game on the 13th of November. Um, doubtful that there'll be any league games re- re- brought forward because there's no mid yeah. game to bring forward. So, um, you know, South Shields are going to have three matches in the month of November, which yeah. is quite... quite, is, it quite unu- is it quite unusual? So pre-pandemic, would there have been hmm. matches midweek over the winter and stuff like that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, South Shields, you know, um, historically done reasonably well in cup competitions. So there's been some replays um, and there's been other games that have been called off and rearranged. And um, so it's, it's a new one for us. Um, yeah. it, 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 it's a new one. And I just hope that it's a chance to get everybody back fit. in one yeah. or two injuries still. Um, it's a chance to re reset. Yeah. And, um, so it's Saturday football. So for you guys, I, I, having all these midweek games, it's I, I guess it's a warmer climate where you are, so it shouldn't be so bad. <laughs> I like to I like to think it is, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far, mate. It's uh, <laughs> still probably awful, crappy weather as wherever we are. But you know, it's I, I as I said many times on here before, I do love a winter midweek game I, I just love it I love it under the lights if the weather's not crap that's what I mean I'm not I'm not going to go when it's pouring with rain that blizzard like you know wind howling across the pitch fickle yeah. what's that Pete fickle fickle <laughs> uh, what, yeah sorry I'm sorry this is the guy that sits up in a commentary booth in the middle of the stand all protected of them all sides he's not standing behind the goal so he can't really call me fickle when he's quite cosy if he's like prawn sandwich but, but you're usually standing next to me so yeah that's just, yeah, yeah but I, I'm trying to paint a picture to make you look bad mate you don't need to try and like you know go back on my story now to make me yeah, look you, a mug you got a, yeah you got a habit of doing that yeah you? yeah I know play nicely boys play nicely yeah, play yeah. nicely oh he loves me really he's missed me over the last few weeks at Worthing um, that's not what but, he said to me yeah, I know. He probably, yeah, he he he, he says he, he puts up this front that he like hates me, but I know deep down he's missed me. He missed me on Tuesday night when he bloody put me up for like doing the tannoy at Worthing, like actually bricking myself there. But um, Trevor, so not only do you support the circus that is Barnet, you also support the circus that is Tottenham Hotspur as well. You can't really win either way, but now Barnet seems to be doing the better, doing, doing a lot better and actually being more steady than Spurs right now, no, which is a surprise. Mirrors each other, doesn't it? It's like the, the worst two chairmen in the land, I think, belong to the two clubs I support. Yeah, bizarre, crazy, isn't it? So, um, Barnet are actually on quite a good run yet. Have they appointed a, um, a permanent manager yet? No, no, we've got a week off this week as we're not in FA Cup action. So, I think we've got behind closed doors friendly against Stevenage tomorrow, and then we play Hayes and Yedding next uh, Tuesday in the um, 
Middlesex Senior Cup. So we've got no uh, no uh, FA Cup game, no uh, National League game until uh, Wildstone away in just under two weeks. You'll have to tell us how Hayes and Yeah didn't get on because that's obviously who Worthing have drawn in the next round of the trophy. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine we're going to put a strong team out. It's only going to be those that need the minutes before before Wildstone. Yeah, be a yeah. Team, I As that, I think was it was it you said earlier, Trevor, that we've drawn Hayes and Yedding and they're like unbeaten this season or something yeah. so far. So it's going to be yeah. a big challenge. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, going and to be... they're still they're still in the cup as well. They are, yes, yeah, yeah. Been beaten at all in any competition. No, so that that'll be a tough game, and I'm sure Hinch will put out a big squad. Squad. So uh, happy with the performances at Barnet at the moment. Any sort of national leagues or well, the national leagues bringing stories out all the time. But you know, any uh, anything in particular that you sort of stuck out for you? Um, I think the un- unpredictability of it. Um, last 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 midweek, the three of the big sides: Grimsby, Stockport, Wrexham, all losing. Um, you know, and uh, I think, and then Grooms went and lost again at the weekend to Notts County, so they're having a little bit of a wobble. Dagenham appear to have got over their wobble, um, but um, yeah, we've been doing doing well under Dean Brennan. Four four wins, two draws, one defeat. Playoff form at the moment. Oh, you're going to keep, keep him? <laughs> well, it depends what he wants to do. Whether um, I'm, I'm I'm expecting a lot of people because there's no game for us to concentrate on for nearly two weeks. People are gonna start banding it around again yeah you know is he is Tony going to offer him the job is he going to rip the structure up is he going to bring someone else in above Dean to you know be the director of football head of football whatever he wants to call it but someone with no interest in the job or does Dean want to go back upstairs and have someone downstairs again I wouldn't suggest that he wants to go back upstairs because of how well you know we've we've done and performed you know back-to-back wins this last two games as well, been the first time this season we've managed that. Yeah. What's, what's your preferred option then, Trevor? Um, I would want him to take it now. Um, he's he's had he's he's had seven games, which I think um, is a decent amount of time to have a look at whether he's got some cohesion, whether he's got enough there, um, and you know the record one defeat in seven clearly shows that, you know, we're going in the right direction. Why would you upset the apple cart? I'm just going to look at the odds of next Barnet manager, right? And they're actually saying that he's permanent. They're not off. There's no book open for their next Barnet manager. Yeah, what the bookies know, eh? Especially when it comes to the National League. Yeah. Mm, That is true. I mean, does that mean that they potentially given it to him and just not announced it and it's just sort of gone under the radar or nah nah I'd know I'd know <laughs> alright there he is I would know if, 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 if I don't know it's not official <laughs> Mr Barnett over there yeah. um, and, and, alright okay so one thing that's I mean Ian's not here to talk about it but uh, his favourite club in the National League, Wrexham, uh, have been all over the. <laughs> it's been all over the press this week. <laughs> yeah, he, he likes the controversial ones, doesn't he? If it's not hashtag United or it's uh, Wrexham, but those blimmin' Hollywood lot have been all over the news again this week. So came to see the team for the first time, and they couldn't even win for them, could they? <laughs> it's quite, it's quite laughable, really. And um, as we were, as we were saying off air. Trev says that they need to be careful because, you know, they might stick with Parky. They said they're going to stick with Phil Parkinson. But as as everyone knows, the the sort of fair financial fair play comes in next season and they're obviously spending well above their remit for a National League club. If they don't get promoted, there could be some big, big problems at Wrexham. Yeah. We, as we, we've probably talked Wrexham to death this season, but, you know, it, it, has it surprised you guys that... Because it doesn't surprise me that they they haven't been performing like they should be. Because they, with what they've invested and what they're saying and what they're doing, they should be walking that lead. They should be ten points clear at the top, but they're not. They're struggling. The name Phil Parkinson kind of will ring true for any Northern listeners as former Sunderland manager. Harry's Charlton um, as well for a long time. Yeah, one of the things not popular in the northeast, certainly on the red and white side of the of the of the, of the fence. Um, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I just think that it, it's a bit like if you look at other clubs, like the clubs in our league who've spent money. You, it, it can work both ways. Those, those guys turning up at the weekend from Hollywood You'd expect their team, their players to really be lifted, but you, the, the opposition will probably be lifted more if they look, we'll prove you things wrong. Um, it's not all about Hollywood. This is how football is in this country and we'll prove you, prove to you. So it's, it was probably a, a little kick up the backside for the opposition, a great boost for them. Like, we'll show you how it's done sort of thing. So... But it's yeah. a crap, they, the crap they came out with when the other time, I can't remember who they're playing, but they came back and lost that. Oh, it's inspiring to see. Sorry. At Maidenhead, you don't say that about the opposing club beating you. You don't go, oh, it was inspiring to see them come from behind to beat us. What are you on about? Mm-hmm. Literally, what are you on about? To worry. To worry. I mean, a bit like Ted Lasso and Believe, you know. The yeah. ironic thing is the only defeat we've had in that seven was to Wrexham. <laughs> we made him look really good by giving him three very easy goals. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be interesting because obviously they've got all the redevelopment plans at the race, the the race ground uh, is race ground, race course. race course ground. So um, I don't know. Like it, it, as 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 we said many times, it doesn't sit right with me. I'm I'm not a big fan of it because it, it's it's a bit like a science experiment for them, I think, and it's going to be the whole world is watching. I mean, it kind of irritated me that literally everything on the news it was almost like they're treating them like Man City. Like, oh wow, because Rob McKelney and what's his name and uh, Deadpool turn up to uh, um, grounded Wales. It's just it's just annoying. But um, that that's that that's football for you, Pete. Yeah, all, all I was going to say was sort of alluding to Chris's point. Really, you know, for every other team in that league, because of what they've spent, it's it's a cup final for them. Mm. So that you know, the other teams are just getting getting well up for the fixture because mm. they're being got these Hollywood stars behind them. And yeah, so they're, they're lambs to the slaughter at the moment. Yeah. And fair play, that'll be it. So another managerial sacking in, in the National League in Stockport, Trevor. Were you surprised? Um, no. Again, they've spent, Stockport spent a lot of money. Um, I was I was surprised last year when um, Simon Russ got the job literally because he's been involved at Brighton, the under-23s, for a long time. So he's Southern-based um, and took Mark McGee with him, who obviously is also ex-Brighton, lives down this way, was at Barnet for a bit, didn't cover himself in glory there, but he went north as well. Then uh, I think it was during this summer, um, Mark Beard, whose son Sam plays, plays for Barnet, um, had a really good career himself in the Football League. Mark did, uh, also went north as well, um, but he quit a couple of weeks ago um, for, for personal reasons, being too far away from his family. So I wasn't surprised from a geographical point of view. Results-wise, they're there or thereabouts, the same as Wrexham, but they've spent a lot of money as well, and it hasn't clicked It hasn't clicked for them. Um, and I think, uh, I think they lost the game before us as well. Um, and then obviously us going up there um, and, and beating them as well was the writing on the wall for him. Because if you look at the table, you know, they're, they're in ninth place. So only four, yeah. four points off a, off a playoff place at the moment. So you wouldn't call that, a, you know, a disastrous start to the season. No, it's not. I mean, if you look at actually look at Simon Russ's record, it's, it, it, is, it is pretty reasonable. But you, if you go back to last season... Notts County and Bromley both dispensed with their managers while they were in the playoffs. It didn't make any difference because both sides still got to the playoffs. It really doesn't, 
it really doesn't surprise me that, that he's gone. It wouldn't surprise me again if, you know, despite the Hollywood duo saying that Phil Parkinson's safe and, you know, we trust him what he's doing at the moment. He's got everything at his disposal. You know, three or four more results that don't end in a win. And you're, you know, you've got all the other clubs catching up from, you know, low, lower down the table as well. So mm. um, I wouldn't, I think Bar maybe at the moment, the managers at the top four clubs, um, maybe five, are, are safe. The rest of, you could, you know, you could find your P45 on the desk at any flipping point, I think. Do we think clubs are becoming too impatient with their managers, especially at national uh, non-league level? Because we look at this week, as you said, I think it was today, Chris Agutter from um, Hastings United's gone. And as I said to you guys, you know, okay, they're not storming it, but with the games in hand, they'll be second from top if they win them all because they've had some cup runs. It surprised me. I know they've got projects at Hastings. They're obviously in the league below Worthing, the Ismian, South East Premier. Am I right, Pete? Is it South East Premier? Yeah, yeah but it's, it's different with Hastings because Chris, I guess, has uh, decided to hand his resignation in. He, he hasn't been. Yeah, yeah, hasn't but, been yeah, but there's reasons for it, though. Like, why has he randomly handed his notice in? I, I would say frustration. Um, literally, you know, he's, 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 he's tried for two years, had Hastings in a prominent position. Uh, you know, worthing of the same, but luckily this year it's kicking into gear and going into plan again. Um, but for Hastings, it hasn't happened this year. And I think as well, if you go back to the summer when Tony Russell and Joe Vines left Cray and went to Lewis, they felt that they'd given it a shot as far as they could go. And the chances are Cray could have been another Hastings this year because that frustration of, well, we should have got promoted last year, or we should have gone up the year before, which in Hastings' case, they should have done. But where they, you know, they didn't do any of that movement on steps three and four, the frustration of it not working this year, I can, you know, I can I can see why, you know, that's that's what I put it down to. I could be wrong, but... Um, but this early on in the season? Like, okay, we're nearly a third of the way through, but like, you know, it seems a bit like, give it a go. You're still well up there. It's not like he's sitting in bottom of the table. No, I know, but um, I mean, like you know, again, it's this: we shouldn't be in that division. We shouldn't be playing these sides and losing yeah. because we should be at step three. That's yeah. where we should be. And you know, maybe there's you know, you've got that added pressure as well. You've got you know, you look at their attendances as well against the others in that division. You know, they're you know, one thousand two hundred people more than the nearest club. I think it was last Saturday or the you know the week before that. It's it's huge compared to everyone else and it's not clicking. I just mm. think the frustration of, of not being where they should be and they're playing teams now that they feel they shouldn't be playing, they should be beating as well. It's just not going on. So he's decided... They've got to, grand ambitions there with their new logo, yeah, new stadium plans. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame because the pilot field is a really nice stadium. I love that old stand. But, you know, they've got plans to redevelop and move and that, that will be turned into housing, I'm sure, when they redevelop and move grounds. But... Do is it impatience though, or do you think it like for all these clubs, or is it just they need to act now, Chris? I think um, slight impatience, but not across the board. Sometimes it's about perception. You know, we look at clubs who are like there or thereabouts, playoff places. Look at the Tottenham thing. You know, um, it's about perception sometimes, and the perception is if you look at Spurs. It wasn't clicking. Kane didn't look happy. Players didn't look happy. Fans weren't happy. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Hmm. And sometimes if managers lose their jobs with their team in eighth or ninth or seventh hmm. or whatever, sometimes it's just a little bit of impatience, yes, hmm. but it could be perception at, at the club. Yeah. It's like, it's like um, Adam Lakeland's just quit Farsley Celtic to go to Curzon Ashton. Yeah. You know, Lakeland had a very, you know, he had a great time at Farsley, um, decided to, to move up the um well move across to Curzon and who's to say that it you just won't be a fit there um it clearly fit well at Farsley um and and it might not fit at Curzon sometimes it's just that so so Chris say say self shields as you said earlier in a podcast like your team that's full time shouldn't be playing at this level if you don't get promoted this season do you think Fenton will go do you think Graham Fenton will go on? or because I know he's got a long association with the club 
Or would you want him to go? I'm sure head and heart, you know, I'm sure you love you love the guy, but would you want someone else to come in and push forward if you can't get the promotion you so crave? No, I wouldn't want him to go. Uh, that that's just is that you know, is that just you? What what do you think the majority of the fan base would think? There's already some supporters saying Fenton out. Oh no. really? Yeah, it's ludicrous. But um again, it's just perception, isn't it? it's it's all mm. about opinions. This is what mm-hmm. podcasts are for. You give opinions, people are going to agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, my my question would be: If Southfields did sack Graham Fenton, who would they bring in? Harry Who's Kill's available. Who? who? I said Harry Kill's available. <laughs> Nuno, Nuno. Um, so sometimes you got to you got to be careful what you wish for. Um, I think that's well, often what you say. Like who 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 better are you going to bring in? It's like you take Spurs for example. If they get Conte. Then fair enough, he's good. But if they don't get Conte, or if Conte doesn't work, who else is there available? Who else is there? You've got to give people a chance. Eddie Hare. <laughs> what to manage Spurs? Would you think he'd be good enough for Spurs? I like, Eddie, I like I like Eddie Howe, but any worse than what we've had in the last? Ah, that's true. Yeah, that's know, true. Three or four goes. You know, you might as well throw the dice another. You know, and, no. uh, and see if you Ed, Eddie Howe will be an addict by the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good, he's a good young English manager. So why not give him a shot? What's that? He's a good young English manager. So why not give him a shot? No, no, Chris. What did you say? Oh, addict. You tell he's an addict. No, Ch- Charlton addict. Addict. I know. I know. I'm just being. <laughs> uh, drug, drug, well, I don't know. Sometimes I he's, I, I actually, I should say, I should say. To be fair, because a Sunderland fan here, I guess he just the A word is a swear word in his household. <laughs> we seem to always have you one over, like playoffs, mm. leagues. Um, we we, uh, we beat beat Sunderland one 0 the other week, even that we're god awful at the moment, and it seems to have triggered the whole of Sunderland right now because I see all the abuse on social media about Charlton. It's they, they, everyone's fighting with each other on social media over the Charlton game. It's quite. <laughs> funny um digressing though so um you had some news trev that there's been a management change as we record this this evening yeah um just on twitter um Hart- hartlepool boss dave challoner has informed the club that he wants to leave and become stockport county manager uh only only a few days after jeff stelling coming out and saying you know he's not going to go anywhere we don't want him to leave he's going to build what he's going to build with us it'd be silly to drop down but the lure of, I know he's a former Stockport player as well, um, which might be part of it. Um, but having just got into the football league as well after two non-league promotions and wanting to be a football league manager, bit, bit strange to drop down. Uh, if he does take it, definitely. Is he? Is he being confirmed, or has he just said that? Yeah, yeah. no, he's told. He's told Hartley. He it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bull have made a statement as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think Stockport have announced it, but he's told he's told Hartlepool he's, he wants to go. Um, yeah. They weren't impressed with the um, approach to him via his agent, and then yeah. the club afterwards. So Dave Chandler's left Hartlepool United, so he hasn't signed yet. He's just left Hartlepool. Yeah, so it'll be announced the next day or two. The saga continues. The world, wide world of football we live in, eh? It's bizarre because Chandler had something going there at Hartlepool. And um, get a bit of momentum. It's a good do club. You, do you think that's why Jeff's leaving Soccer Saturday? He's going to be, uh, he's going to be the new Hartlepool manager. Knackered. Doing his <laughs> marathons for, for prostate cancer, looking after <sighs> part of a football league club as well. And he's what? He's in his sixties now, isn't he, Jeff? Yeah, he's in his. Yeah. Is um is Martin Tyler still one of the coaches at Woking? Yes. I th- I still think that's crazy. It does make me laugh that you know just. He's uh he's still there and he's got what he's ancient now and he's got to be in his mid seventies. Yeah, seventy four. He must be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good old, yeah. good old Martin Tyler. Um, Mister Travel Lodge in the top right corner of my screen, Gareth. For you, have you got signal right now? Because you've obviously been very quiet because you keep cutting in and out. Um, through that really great three G signal you've got up there somewhere in the country. You know, I'm actually using the Wi Fi as well. So I've managed oh, to- managed to get the Wi Fi now. Um, so you've been very quiet. So what have you been up to last? Few weeks in uh, non-league. What have you been seeing? Have you been down county level? Have you done any higher? Been, yeah, I've been down county level. I haven't. My wife works shifts, so I, it's like trying to squeeze in games as and when I can. I've watched a lot of step seven in the last few weeks, and it seems to be quite it's convenient if that makes sense um, for me to get down there. Um, the, I've been watching one team specifically, as a friend of mine does all their the match day music and announcing for them. What teams uh, that then? Uh, Little Hampton United, step seven in the okay. combination. Um, doing, doing well? 
Uh, not as well as they want to be doing. Um, I think I was speaking to uh, speaking to the, to their manager the other day. Um, he's he's not happy. Um, listening to the warm up, um, he turned the air blue. I think with what he was saying to some of the players. So, um, but I think they won. They got a hard fought victory on Saturday, which is quite good. Um, Trev was there at that game as well. Um, and it's the best I've seen them play. They seemed very, um, they were up for it. The team were above them. The team they were playing were above them. Uh, they won 1 0. It's the kind of game that I'd have probably have seen them lose earlier in the season. So it was quite nice. It was quite nice to see the progression over the course of the season. They've just got, um, they've just brought into their coaching team Terry Dodd, who used to ex Worthing, ex Horsham, um, played at a fairly decent level, went viral for drinking someone's beer after celebrating scoring a goal. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they brought him in and he seemed to make a little bit of a difference within the... Guess, I guess that was pre-COVID times. <laughs> oh, yeah, long time ago. Long time ago. Um, but yeah, he, he seemed to add a little bit of stability to the dugout, to be honest with you. It was a yeah. bit of experience to the dugout. So. That's good. It's funny you talk about Horsham because it's a shame Johnny's obviously not on the podcast anymore. But like he was saying on our chat text this week that it, it, we have to wonder how long Dom de Paolo's got because Horsham are down at the bottom of the league. They're not performing well uh, right now. Um, I don't think they'll get rid of Dom, but it seems quite right, crazy. And as Pete said quite a few times, um, was it that sort of bounce back? You know, as soon as they got promoted, was it living off that promotion wave? They did so well the first season or so. And now they're sort of finding their foot and they're going to be sort of mid to bottom table side in the Isthmian Premier I think he's got quite a good squad as I was saying to, saying to Johnny um, Johnny. so is it, is it the manager possibly I don't know he's had a few coaching changes haven't they the last two or three years as well with um, yeah. people like Ross Standen going to uh, Whitehawk I think last season um, but I think their squad balance is, is good they've got some decent Premier Division players in there um, I don't know why it hasn't it hasn't clicked but you see it so often though clubs go on a bit of a cup run, it clicks in that, but they can't turn it on when it gets to a league game. It's um, so weird, isn't it? It really yeah. is strange. But it, it's how long you leave it, though, before, you know, it's you know it's all very well saying, yeah, there's games in hand, but other clubs have played those games and they've either got the points on the board already or they haven't, and you've got to get those points on the board. And each one that ticks away, it's a bit like when, um, you know, when you're in a relegation battle at the back end of the season, when you might still have, six games to play and you might only be five points adrift, but you've got to pick up those five points and pray no one else does. Do you think Horsham will be patient? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know the board that well, to be, to be honest. Um, I would think they probably would. Um, and if they did go down, I reckon they would probably still stick with Dom as well. Um, you know, the one thing, the one good thing on their side is their attendances don't seem to be, Dropping off, having no, yeah, having any effect on it. So, when you've got that on your side as well, um, it's quite good. Maybe it just needs one or two bounce results and away they go. But I mean, it's very easy for the last couple of weeks to, uh, you know, win win their FA Cup game, get through to a lovely away day at Carlisle, mm. who are struggling in League Two. There's every chance that they could actually turn them over at Brunton Park, um, you know, but you've still got pick those league points up in, in in between as well. It's very easy to get distracted, but, you know, end of the day, your 38, 42 league games is what you get judged over, not seven game run in the FA Cup. Very, very true. We're talk, talking about trophies. I think we have to mention um, the incident at Chertsey Town. Um, it wasn't a trophy, it was a league game, wasn't it? On a Tuesday night, just gone in the Ismian South East, uh, the South Central Premier, wasn't it? I think. Um, a little headbutt. Uh, or two and um, ended up being with their player manager Kevin McLaren standing away from his post it was quite weird because uh, Worthing were playing him in a trophy this weekend um, there's, there's no place for it is it I mean you think a player manager and you know Pete and I sitting in the clubhouse before the game his name's up all over the wall because obviously I had the FA Vars victory a few years ago you know the, the very nice clubhouse but you know it's such a shame that someone that seems to be such a legend of the club has gone and done that I mean we said can you imagine if something like that happened and Adam Hinchwood went and did that for Worthing and just went and headbutted it or Fenton did it at South Shields or someone it's just no place in the game you get passionate but you should mm. not be going and headbutting other players 
no matter what. Even if they're even if Chelsea are trying to say it's all Bracknell's fault for a provoking, that's what happens. Teams sort of egg each other on. You don't go and headbutt someone. Or if you do it, you do it away from <laughs> that down the tunnel. But I mean, I don't know if the league have spoken yet. Have any of you guys heard of the league spoken? Is there going to be any sanctions for Chelsea? Uh, nothing. Nothing's been said as yet. I Which does surprise me. Didn't both of them put a statement out and then both yeah. had to withdraw it because they the asked them to. And then um, Bracknell started arguing from their Twitter account on Chertsey's Twitter account with Chertsey's own Twitter account, which is quite funny. It's, it's, so to, be honest, to, be, to be honest, it doesn't matter who is to blame. You just cannot do that in football. No. no. We, we, we had it the other week, didn't we, with um, Bristol Manor Farm manager, Lee, Lee Lyshenko, when he oh, was yeah. going absolutely mental at the referee. You know, it's, it's, there's something going on. I don't know whether the world's gone mad after the lockdown and everything, but, you know, people just need to calm down a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah, you got it. It's, as you say, there's no place in it. He's uh, You get wound up, but to go and headbutt someone in the middle of the pitch when, you know, as we know, everyone's a social media now. As everyone's a news reporter. Just get your phone out. We've already seen what happened. Crazy. They just announced their new manager a couple of hours ago as well. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Any any yeah. idea about him? That you know much about him? Don't know much about him. Just reading about him. Those uh, UEFA Cup winners, Cup winner with Arsenal. Yeah. Um. So again, what's his name? Ian Selly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Ian Selly. He's a Um. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Unused substitute in an FA Cup final replay. Final replay. That, your your claim to fame, unused, unused substitute in the FA Cup final replay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but saying that, that's close that I got to Wembley or wherever it was. So. <laughs> what, what I would say about Chertsey's vote is on Saturday, I know you was having a joke and a laugh about it, James, but I thought it was an, a nice touch for them, for, uh, that the uh, regular people who go there, they were being bought a drink. Um, the players came out before kickoff, handed balls to the youngsters, and then at another point during the game, they came out and were handing kit out to youngsters as well. So you old, know, old smelly manky kit that been standing there in the in the it, sewers for last year. <laughs> it, it it didn't look manky. You're no, I know. Exaggerating, but I, I I just thought that was really a nice touch. That obviously the Chertsey board or director, you know, wanted wanted to apologise and, and do do something after what had, what had happened on, on the Tuesday. No, you're right, Pete. It's fair enough. I, I do joke about it, but, you know, it was nice and it wasn't manky, but it did seem a bit random, but it was nice. The kids were getting these Nike balls. I don't know what they were. They looked new, to be fair. So I don't think they were former used ones. However, someone's gone out and bought a load of footballs from an outlet somewhere and they had kit. Like, I don't know what... I don't think it was just Chelsea kit. I think there was some Chelsea stuff there. So whether they get... Chelsea players donating stuff or they had some stuff but it wasn't it was a nice touch but I guess it's that embarrassment factor because I would be certainly well embarrassed if that happened as a Worthing fan I'm sure we all would and Chris Southshields you would be and you know if any of your players or fans did that especially when it brings so much national attention so you know it's um it was nice I mean it was nice that we got the result um but we had a dubious red card in front of their dugout and they did cry almost like someone had been shot dead. So I'm not surprised the reaction of maybe Bracknell and stuff, seeing the way the bench reacted. Because I know, Pete, you thought the referee was bought by that bench there, didn't you? I definitely, you know, it was a challenge right in front of their dugout and they all jumped up in unison, going absolutely mental. And I, I spoke to Ty, who is the player who got sent off at half time, and he said... You know, he said it was just a block tackle. It was nothing else. He wasn't over the ball or anything. So, very unlucky, I think. But nice. they, got it, they got him sent off. And that'll be the, for the next round of the Cup and they'll probably want us to go out. But, you know, we'll look forward to that. Um, Gents, sort of, we've got to the, sort of the end of the topics tonight that we've sort of highlighted. Is there anyone, that's, any more bits of bobs or any top tips? Pete, have you got any shout-outs you want to do before we wrap this one up for the night? Um, I was going to jot a load down earlier, but I've uh, was I was still working up to a bit later because obviously we had another podcast to do earlier, so I haven't had time to to do it. So unless anyone else has got share tents, um, not a shout out, but just while we're on here, Buxton have just sacked their assistant manager while we're on tonight. So oh, it's all going on tonight, isn't it? Just all going off. Their assistant manager. Why have they done the assistant? Is there a reason for that? I have no idea. No idea. But one to, one to come out. Yeah, relieved of his duties. Um, so it's all happening. It's, it's an easy word, but I guess at this level, they don't have to pay the compensation. 
They just go, see you later, bye-bye. Or, or, or do they at this level? I don't know. If they're on contract, I guess, yes. Yeah, if they're on contract, yeah. But again, but the thing is, this is what this is what I can't work out of football. Like, obviously, if I it, this is a strange thing. Like in my job, uh, in the travel industry, if I got sacked for you know you know performance management, I wouldn't get a payout. You know, so it's quite funny how like football managers they seem to have this clause where you know they're crap at their job, but yeah, if you're crap at your job, I'll still give you a few million pounds to say goodbye. But it's 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 this weird industry it is because I'm sure any of the jobs we've got here, if you weren't performing, you wouldn't get. Oh, sorry, Trevor, you're shit in your job, but um, I will give you a few thousand pounds to go away. Bye bye. It just doesn't happen, does it? Uh, doesn't. Very bizarre. Eleven million. I read that. Uh, uh, what new? Yeah. Uh, he'd be like, but that's the thing. And everyone says Daniel Levy's a great businessman, but he's not that great because he's been paying off all these crap managers over same the past as, few same years. Same as Tony. Same yeah. as Tony and Barney. Yeah. Two different pair of them. Think, think of that. Like they're maybe they're cut from the same cloth somewhere, yeah. mate. You know, they're, <laughs> they're brothers from other mothers or something like that. But you know, it, it's crazy when you think like I've seen so many of my brother-in-law saying, um, you know, to, um. Levy's such a good businessman and yeah I can't dispute that like you know the facilities in the stadium at Spurs are fantastic but at the end of the day Spurs is a football club and Mm -hmm. the main business of it is football so he isn't a good businessman because they're not getting with that team and that squad they should be smashing that league they really should Uh, and they're not and you know to keep on chopping and changing it's unsettling for everyone and um, you know that ain't good business. It's exactly, it's exactly the same Barnett. Tony's a very yeah. good bus- businessman with what he does, what he set up at the hive and everything. But when it comes to when it comes to running a football club and appointing a manager, yeah, just like Daniel Levy, they just need to let someone else get on with it that knows what, what they're doing and not stick the raw in where they don't know what they're doing. It's not it really ain't rocket no. science. You know. well, Pete, let's just hope Adam Hinchwood doesn't get pinched uh, under the nose of Worthing. But I think he's got unfinished business. He won't want to leave us, will he? Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> Pete, Pete wouldn't. Pete know where. Pete know where he lives. So he wouldn't. He wouldn't, he, let would, it he, he, would, he would let. He would go blockade his drive with his car. His Merc would be out the front. You're not leaving anywhere, Adam. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go and headbutt him. But um, no, so it's been a good week, guys. Um, lots of things to talk about. I'm sure we'll be have some cup upsets. So, uh, have we read through just the cup list before we go off the air tonight? See any any fixtures we're going to look out for this uh, coming weekend with the FA Cup? Because there, there are quite a few. Obviously, we're looking out for the Horsham game as their their local versus um stop uh Stockport. No, not Stockport. Sorry, Carlisle. 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 Um, I, I know AFC Sudbury versus Colchester is the first one on Friday um, on BBC. And then we've got, I mean, I'm going to see Charlton for the first time, but they're playing for, for a long time, but they're playing Haven't and Waterlooville. I Ooh. fully I fully expect Haven't to give Charlton a very good game because uh, um, Charlton in cups are crap, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Banbury versus Barrows on ITV. So that's an interesting one to have on ITV. So there'll be a non-league team in the second round easily. Any ones that you've stuck out, guys, that you sort of think that are going to be good ones to look oh, out for? Awesome for playing Harrow Borough on Saturday. Harrow. Yeah, Harrow Borough. Yeah. Is that the lowest team in the competition? Um, potentially. I thought Banbury were. <sighs> but even so, isn't it great to see how many teams have got such a massive chance to get to the third round with the Premier League? I mean, even more so than ever now. I mean, you, you, I'm just scrolling through the list here. There are so many games that are winnable for these non-league sides. And you know, it just shouts out how popular and you know how far non-league is going because I don't remember a first round for a long time that's had so many non-league teams especially as the, the levels that are coming into this round I don't know if you guys can remember no I, I think the the gap between certainly National League and National League North and League Two is is smaller than it's ever been um it, it really is bridgeable now yeah. So, you know, we're going to see more, which yeah. is fantastic. It's fantastic for non-league football. Part of me really wants Charlton to draw if haven't and take it to a replay on a Tuesday night. I haven't and I'll be going down there um, to see that. That'd be great for the haven't anyway, because that would be a sellout crowd for them and, you know, for the local mm-hmm. area in Portsmouth. Um, any ones that you're looking out for, Chris, up north? Any northern ones you've looked out for? No, right. I'm just not bothered, to be frank. Um, my focus is on uh, South Shields getting out of the doldrums that they've been in. Throughout <laughs> I just, I mean, last week when I did the pod, Mariners podcast with Ronnie, and um, 
we talked about like potentially going down to Marine and it just didn't, we, eventually we couldn't anyway, we were too busy, but it just didn't really enter the psyche because it really is all about, it's all about the league. Um, particularly after what happened to ourselves and yourselves uh, in, 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 in 2020, um, it just, it's, it, it's unfinished. You keep saying Adam's got unfinished business. Um, yeah. This is our unfinished business. It's true. Out. I think the reason why I'm quite excited for the cup, the rounds we've got now is that um, there are grounds that I haven't been to. You know, mm. in the FA Cup, we play, um, we play Corinthians, which are in our league. I'm not bothered. I'll be seeing them again this season once or twice. And, you know, we'll play them four times a season because of replay. And it's kind of like, but when it's teams from other similar sort of league level but a different ground, a new one to tick off the list. I know, I know, Pete, you're quite excited that we got um, Hayes and Yedding, another one to tick off because it's a, a different ground. It saves going all the way down to Margate on a Saturday to the Kent coast. Yeah, I, th- I think the frustration has been the last few seasons that we've been in the same league and, you you know, you expect three teams up, three teams down or whatever, and you, you, you've always got sort of six different grounds to go to, new grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that just hasn't happened. So, and you do get, let's say we have to go to Tolworth, where Kingston, Kingstonian and Corinthian share. So we, we're there um, twice a season. And it's an awful ground as well. I hate that ground. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the greatest. No, it? no. I try, I try not to get in a fight with the Kingstonian, one of the board members again this year. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't let us go on the pit. That well, we we won. We beat them last year, or well, the season that was unavoided, and um, we went down to Pete took the laptop down to try and interview one of the players, Ollie Pierce, who scored the winner. And it was literally just infringing on their little ex- boardroom area or whatever it was, like literally like the executive seats, which were just wooden seats painted in another colour. And he, he got so shitty at me. It was like, I was like, all right, mate, calm down. You can see we're on the air. But, you know, you could tell he was taking it out, wasn't it? Do you know who I am? I was like, I don't really care. Have you noticed? Have you noticed people that wherever James goes, it tends to get into, <laughs> into an argument with somebody? What? Yeah. Where, where else have I, Peter? Oh, he's uh, lost count. Yeah, you were having a, an argument with a member of the crowd this season. I can't remember where it was. Where was that? <laughs> it does sound like me, but when, when um, they start when they started marrying off, and you was you was having a go at them, you sh- you, sh- you shouting at that player on Saturday. <laughs> gone down. What, Gary, so you, you you have got form, mate. You've got form. Ga- Gary, that was comical though. I got a reaction from the crowd. It was good. It was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, when you say it like that, I do. I do need to. Well, I don't. I don't need to wind my neck in, but uh, it is quite funny. But you you can't help but be frustrated. But that they're, 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 they're the joys and the love of the game that we love to all see in non-league, don't we? Absolutely. But chaps, I think if, if Pete's forgotten to do his list of shout outs because he's too busy with work, um, as he says, uh, I think that's time to wrap up episode 23, unless anyone's got anything else to say. Just one big shout out. Um, Go on, Chris. Um, Adam Boys from Mask, 27 goals already this season. Why has he not been signed up by someone higher? Maybe maybe he's got a decent job and he can yeah do, you, know, if he, you would need a, a a tremendous offer from somewhere to, to to give that up i don't know i don't know his situation but he got another hat full on saturday 27 goals by the end of october that's mental i can trump that chris uh, oh, joe, yeah. yeah joe bennett littlehampton's got 30 already this season <sighs> why incredible. is no one why is no one uh, do you know with that trev do you know why no one like say worthing or something are trying to tap him up Bob, um, no. He's had a lot of interest. Um, I spoke to someone at Littlehampton when I was there last the last game I saw a couple of weeks ago against um, Broadbridge Heath. Um, they've had seven days galore come in. Um, conference one conference Southside were after him as well, um, and um, it's not um, I, it's not he doesn't want to move up either. Um, I think he's quite happy to stay there and see this season out because he's. I mean, he scored a bundle last year before it finished. He scored a bundle the year before. He did well at Mile Oak. Um, so it's not a uh, it's not a flash in the pan job either. And he's um, he's a very intelligent player when you watch him play. Um, I know Hinch has looked at him the two or three times I've watched games with him there. Um, I think Bogner have had a look as well. Um, so I, you know, I, I, at the same time, I'd be surprised if Littlehampton keep him. They're, they're top of the league. They've lost one game. In, in their return to the to the top division down there, um, 
he, he almost hasn't got a reason to do anything but stay there and then move on next year and have full pre-season at whichever step he goes up to, whether it's one step or, or yeah. two. I but, guess it depends if any of these clubs get injuries and they start money talks yeah, and stuff that could help yeah. that could help out and yeah, that's what you're often seeing on league. So you never know, yeah. you might be in a Rebel Red very soon. Hmm. Um, in a couple, couple, couple of weeks' time, guys, we'll um, I'm sure we'll have more FA Cup and FA Trophy highlights to talk about and I'm sure the ever-changing world of management uh, stories in non-league there's going to be another one gone in there buddy. yeah or headbutting someone else headbutting someone else or something else. it'll all be going on but um, it's been a pleasure once again chaps uh, I look forward to having you all back on in a couple of weeks time wrap up keep warm don't get COVID don't get colds and we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks time so for myself James and everyone else good night everyone mm-hmm.